and welcome everyone to Films with the Women of My Life. My name is Brent, and joining me tonight is Nicole. Hello, hello, hello. And Mama Kay. Hey everybody. And tonight we are reviewing The Gentleman, the new Guy Ritchie film. Guy Ritchie, everyone knows Guy Ritchie, right? The Yeah, uh, ex-husband of Madonna. The, the, son yeah. of Ma- the son of Madonna? What? Ex-husband of Madonna. That's When you say Guy Ritchie, that's the first thing I think of. You, th- you son. think... Oh, oh, mar- married. Husband. Okay, all right, all right, sorry. Husband. I think of early films that are just like this movie, uh, which are Lock, stock, uh, and British. Barrels. I don't like that movie. I was thinking Snatch, <laughs> uh, which is the one that okay. came after. Snatch is basically Lock, stock with with a better budget and more thought out characters. Um, but yeah, this is he's he does like British crime stuff. He's kind of like a British Tarantino type as far as like the character types and the and the visual style and the, the dialogue. Uh, but he does other stuff too, not just um, these gangster films. He's done the Sherlock Holmes movies. He did Aladdin. So we, this yeah. is not even our first Guy Ritchie film. This is our second one. It's, uh, our, it's our first like one. That. Yeah, Nicole likes Aladdin quite a bit. Um, <laughs> it's it's our first like Guy Ritchie Guy Ritchie film. That other Aladdin's you know kind of a studio picture. This is this is something that is definitely harkens back to his more gangstery films so uh, the gentleman i'll give you guys a synopsis uh it follows american expat mickey pearson played by matthew mcconaughey who built a highly profitable marijuana empire in london and when word gets out that he's looking to cash out of the business forever it triggers plots schemes bribery blackmail all in an attempt to steal his domain out from under him accurate so accurate good. Oh, okay <laughs> so, the gentleman. Uh, we all we all kind of wanted to see this, right? There's no yeah, one, no one was I really did. dragged to this one. We all kind of went on our own accord. No, I think they had really good um, previews. Like it looked very fun, action packed. Yeah, about the same. Yeah. Yeah, it looked like it was going to be old guy Richie stuff. So I thought that for me that's mostly a good thing. Um, so the if you haven't seen the gentleman, it's out right now. The only other thing that came out that's new is the turning. And if you just heard our episode a few days ago, you will know you should not watch that. Uh, but this is in <laughs> theaters now. This. If you're gonna, if you have to pick one, I'm just gonna say right now. <laughs> uh, if you haven't seen the gentleman, it's in theaters now. Go check it out if you have any interest, because we are going to spoil it. We rate mm. things here at Films with the Women in My Life based on four criteria, and those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the movie. And this movie is told in a way that I was not expecting. Uh, most of it is through uh, a conversation between Charlie Hunnam's Raymond and Hugh Grant's Fletcher character. Uh, yes. Raymond works for Mickey Pearson, Matthew McConaughey's character, and Fletcher is like the private investigator hired by uh, Eddie Marzan's Big Dave, who is like a uh, news- newspaper guy. Um, and the two of them, or it's really Hugh Grant's Fletcher telling the story of the story, telling the whole thing, and then we cut from the two of them having conversations to the actual story, which is Mickey Pearson uh, trying to sell his business to uh, Matthew Berger. Uh, another rich, rich guy, and um, then there's other characters that fuck up the plans and get involved. There's Dry <laughs> Eye, who is Henry Golding's character. Uh, yeah. He is like an up and coming mobstery guy. Uh, there's Coach, who is Colin Farrell's character. He has a bunch of hooligans that <laughs> so break good. into the, the facilities and run around. Uh, I think that's pretty much our principal characters. And yeah, the whole thing is told back and forth like that. And then there's some twists and turns with who's going to end up with Mickey's marijuana empire uh so the plot mama k what do you think of that 
I like the plot. I mean, it's just, it's sort of a, just a regular old, you know, what's going to happen now and, and who's, who's going to, who's going to turn and who's, you know, who winds up being uh, a bad guy that, or even a worse guy. They're all kind of bad guys. I mean, when you think about it, but yeah, no um, one's, no one's strictly a good guy. They're all criminals. I mean, even, even, yeah, but they're gentlemen as well. So, um, or at least, at least the British ones typically are. I'm not They're sure that Colin Farrell is a gentleman, but yeah. Um, and I wasn't expecting the way the story was told either. So I think it took me a minute to figure out ha- how I need to pay attention to this movie. Um, so yeah, I had to adjust as well. Cause I did not expect, I thought the, mo- the monologue was going along and then it kept going and then it would cut back yeah. and forth. I'm like, Oh, or like maybe 15 minutes in, I was like, all right, this is how we're doing the movie. This is this is how it is. Yeah, and I was and I had to get to the point where is this a flashback, flash forward, or is this all happening simultaneously? And is this really just a script that uh, Hugh Grant's character is trying to like you know sell for twenty million dollars or maybe one hundred fifty thousand dollars, depending on who you talk to? Mm-hmm. Um, so I I like it. It kept me it kept me engrossed. It was uh, equal parts. I mean, there are, are all terrible characters, but some are you know infinitely charmingly terrible characters um and there's a lot of funny bits in it and some people that you know i've been surprised lately by people that i kind of counted out and uh now find them sort of back in colin farrell's characters one of them we can talk about that in characters a bit but um, you were out on colin farrell at some point yeah i mean i didn't see that lobster movie so i think that's that's great uh yeah i think i missed in bruges seven psychopaths Killing no, I didn't deer. see the coming the coming back of Colin Farrell. He had a he had a big dip, you know. So maybe I um, never knew him until the 2010s. Which is you I probably didn't. You know, he had some definite 80s 90s material, and then all of a sudden, kind of went, you know, 80s. How old is he? He doesn't look that old. He's 40. Maybe He's early than that. Maybe early 90s. Colin Farrell is yeah, 43. So yeah. So okay, I guess yeah, 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I think part of it was a personal thing that had to do with him as as opposed to him, his acting. Um, and a little bit because of his acting, he did some kind of junk. But yeah, so I like the plot of this movie. I like the way that it was told. And I'm going to give the plot of this movie a three and a half. What do you think, Nicole? Oh, well, I did not have the same feelings <laughs> that Monte had. That's why um, this is great to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I found the beginning rather boring, so much so that I may have closed my eyes a bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know I don't... you can do that in this movie, though. That's really uh, yeah. I don't to... know how how much that affected my overall feeling towards. I did my everything. best to jolt I... you awake every time you started. To... It at the second half, you, it was weird. You didn't <laughs> sleep at all at the towards the like the second half, but at the beginning, because I was I, I had knew to try was... to keep you going. Yeah. Well, I knew that I have already missed some, I guess, some key things, and I really tried to get myself involved in the rest, and didn't want to miss anything that may have been crucial, because I think that may have really swayed my opinion on this. Um, that was really rather boring plot. I mean, I just feel like I've seen this before, where all the bad guys are against each other trying to get the big money at the end and have to scheme and have to bribe and shoot and kill and all this stuff it's just uh, not my taste it's just kind of old to me but whatever um and <laughs> that, it's not w- that st- will affect how you feel about this movie <laughs> yeah it's not my style i don't like this kind of movie i don't like yeah. i don't like 
people, you know, having to stalk each other and shooting each other. I don't like that. So it's just not a movie that I, I, I thought I was going to find it interesting, but um, I really didn't. <laughs> uh, I just kind of thought it was pretty boring to me. I don't have much else to say. Unfortunately, I don't have any um, expectations that I had going into it that changed. Um, I'm going to have to just be short with this part and give the plot a, a two for me. Yeah, this is um, this is a movie that ebbs and flows a lot, I think. This is a movie you mm-hmm. can't miss things. It's very... It's stuffed. It's a very stuffed plot. And because of the way the dialogue of the characters is, it's very nonstop. Um, you can't really miss a whole any scene. Yeah. Um, it's nothing is or, or you will be so confused. Like you miss stuff that like yeah. you think isn't even a big deal. And like every, every little tiny thing is a big deal. And it's not, that's having said that it's not like the tightest crime movie. This is like, I was thinking of the whole while I watched this. And I'm like, this is the most Guy Ritchie film ever. This is just like, it's, it's cut. It's, <laughs> it totally it's, is. It's what I thought about the hateful eight when that came out for Tarantino. And I love that movie. Cause I like a lot of his movies, but like, it's like, it's just so much Guy Ritchie, everything. Like if so, if you like, his older snatch lockstock man from uncle any of that stuff you're this is right perfect for you uh if you are tired of the crime drama like it sounds like nicole is a a little worn on this type of crime movie um it will be nothing new for you uh that's how i felt and i think i'm kind of like like a three i think for the plot because it does it ebbs and flows i'm not always super engaged like sometimes i'm like oh this is good and i want more time with these guys and then sometimes i'm like oh i don't really want to see this person anymore and um, yeah, yeah. And sometimes I'm like, why did these kids show up? I'm like, oh, okay, they have a purpose. That's fine. And then I'm like, but I, don't, I didn't, you know, there's just a lot of like, a lot of stuff has to happen. And sometimes I like it and sometimes I don't. Um, but the characters are what, we'll get to that in a second, is that's kind of what makes this more fun. Because if yeah. the characters are bland and terrible, then this is just bland and terrible. But I like a lot of our characters. So I'll run down Mm. them real quick before going back to Nicole. Mickey Pearson, Matthew McConaughey, our main character pretty much for all intents and purposes. Raymond, Charlie Hunnam's character. He is his right-hand man. Henry Golding, Dry Eye, the up-and-coming Chinese business, Chinese English businessman. Um, Rosalind Pearson, that's Michelle Dockery's character. Matthew McConaughey's wife. Matthew Berger, rich asshole guy, played by Jeremy Strong. Big Dave, also (laughs) rich asshole guy, but the one who runs the paper, played by Eddie Marzan. Colin Farrell, is coach and he runs the kids and Fletcher is Hugh Grant he is the, the, the private investigator and kind of our narrator so there you He's go the weasel those are the yeah. those are the important characters there's other ones but um Nicole what do you think of these characters uh well you know when you say like when you see an an actor and you can only pinpoint him in one thing for the rest of your life and it like yes. ruins everything yes McConaughey the, <laughs> no, Charlie Charlie Hunnam for Oh, me. really? Oh. Ruined by Sons of Anarchy forever and ever. Interesting. Wow. I, I never yeah. watched that, so I guess I I I I'm not I don't have that problem. I think of him in, wow. in uh, an undeclared a a TV comedy from 2001. Um, but oh, that's a, really? That's the only that's, well, that's, no, that's, that's He's the first definitely thing tra- Sons of Anarchy for me too, but yeah, I think most people, that's probably what they know him from. Yeah, it's so such an unfortunate thing when that happens to an actor for, for me when you see them and want... That's what happened with Daniel Radcliffe for a little while when he was Harry Potter, you know? Yeah. But <laughs> um, that's, that's my, just an my... unfortunate thing where I think he's stuck in roles that are 
very like-minded to the Sons of Anarchy role. So he's going to play the the big shot, like, criminal and schmoozy and, like, I don't know. I just unfortunately pinpoint him as still being in the biker gang. <laughs> so that's what I kind of saw him as for this movie. And I really like him. I just think that he's, he's interesting, uh, an interesting person, but just couldn't see past that, which is a shame. I thought that Hugh Grant's character was one of the most annoying characters I've seen in a movie <laughs> recently. <laughs> um, I don't. I, first off, I can't understand his fucking accent. I'm sorry. I try to be very <laughs> understanding with that, but it just didn't work for me in this because I didn't know what the hell they were saying. Um, and plus, we like to watch with subtitles, so I didn't even have that luxury of being able to see what he's saying to make it make sense. I think it just goes back to me sleeping through half of it, so I didn't even care enough to know. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I think that you can just kind of ga- gather my disdain for this movie. I really thought it was boring, and the characters didn't really work for me in this. I, I, I don't know what went wrong. But I felt like everybody had a part that didn't work with each other. I thought that there were too many big heads in the in the hands in the pot to try to make this work of who's going to get the money, who's going to get the pot farm, whatever. I just couldn't follow it, honestly. I don't too know. Too many twists and turns or too many, just too many characters it, to follow? I think there's too many characters to follow when mm-hmm. they were talking to the two guys in the at the hockey game or wherever they were at. Yeah. That that was dry eye and Matthew Berger. So threw me off as to why they were included when also the other guy was included, but he wasn't there. And why is he talking to him and not the other guy? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I just, it it didn't, didn't sit right with me. Um, it's unfortunate because I thought it was going to be cool, but it wasn't really that cool for me. Um, I also (laughs) hated the wife. I thought she was really fucking annoying. Matthew McConaughey's wife. (laughs) Ugh. Um, Matthew McConaughey was probably the <laughs> Matthew McConaughey I thought she was, was the biggest throwaway character, honestly. She was, I mean, for I, sure. I, I wanted her to be better than what she was. Yeah, so. Richie's yeah. not a great writer of, of women characters, historically. Yeah, clearly. So. It's yeah. basically a dude, but a woman. Yeah. Except Nassim <laughs> Pedrad in Aladdin. She's great. So maybe maybe just needs to be the right type of movie. Nassim <laughs> Pedrad in Aladdin is great. I She's did the best part of that watch movie. Aladdin. <laughs> she is the best part of that movie. Her and Will Smith. I just watched it yesterday after watching the gentleman and then i was like this is a guy Ritchie film what is happening with my day yeah that's yeah. So. that's that's how i'm fe- that's how i'm feeling about this maybe i just like when he dips into other styles a little bit more than this i actually never really care much for matthew mcconaughey but i did like him in this interesting that's interesting because mm-hmm. yeah you you don't like him usually when we watch something with him you find no him. i don't but his assertion was just enough in this to make him cool in, in yeah. my eyes so if that, if that could shed a little light on the, what i feel about the rest of it um, i'm gonna give the characters Ugh, sorry i'm gonna give them like a three <laughs> i like that uh oh. the, that lincoln ad where uh he, it's it's like a lincoln sitting by a frozen lake and then he opens the trunk up and it's matthew mcconaughey inside and you're like why <laughs> and you start laughing he's like why is he ice fishing out of a truck <laughs> uh, what are you talking about is this a commercial yeah he does a bunch of lincoln commercials where he's like he's yeah, like yeah. he's like feeling the know, steering but... wheel he's like uh don't you just want to but be he's actually in the trunk 
Yeah, in and the in this one, he's in like an it's like an ice fishing one, and he's in the trunk ice fishing. But you don't know it's him, and you yeah. don't know it's a Lincoln ad until the trunk opens up and it's Matthew McConaughey, and you're like, oh, it's a Lincoln ad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what though? That's too far. Sorry, that's. No, I, that's I think it's great. <laughs> it's fucking great. Yeah. Um, okay, characters. That's what do you think meta. about about them? Uh, the characters make this movie. Um, I like when these i like these characters each one is such an an over-the-top representation of a character with the exception of matthew mcconaughey i think he's his is played pretty lean and tight and it's not a very big role surprisingly i mean when he's there it's important but i really i'm glad because i'm also become less of a matthew mcconaughey fan later in his life um beach bum accepted so, um, which I'm sure is what everybody wants to hear. Ooh, Matthew McConaughey, also beach bum. Yes. Um, <laughs> and like I was alluding to earlier, the Colin Farrell figure I thought was freaking hilarious. And I didn't have a lot of times. I, there are times when I have problems with, uh, British accents, but for some reason, uh, most of whatever Cockney or whatever, East London that they were doing was something that was really easy for me to to pick up. Um, I like when Hugh Grant is smarmy. He spent so much time, uh, you know, during the four weddings and a funeral Notting Hill period that I really liked him in as not being, you know, he's just kind of a bumbling idiot character. What else is he um, in where but- he's like this kind of guy? Because I've never seen him like this. I only think of him in the romantic comedy, no, like drama, yeah, there was, straightforward kind of Hugh Grant. I can't think right now, but there is something recently where I can picture him being the same sort of type of character. Um, mm. A little more, uh, you know, more edgy, more... He, he's always a little rough around the edges, but it, it did used to be in a romantic comedy way. Now it's sort of in a super squidgy... I don't want to stand in the same room with you way. Um, Nicole definitely I didn't doesn't. care. For, <laughs> I didn't care for some of the, the, the smaller characters. I didn't, uh, the whole Asian piece of it. Maybe that was a little much. I mean, I understand. <laughs> I understand what was going on, but um, that was like a whole movie within itself. Having the Henry golden character turn on, you know, the big, uh, I agree. Maybe that's chief. what my issue was too. They had there's too many different side yeah. plots that they were probably supposed removed, to enhance yeah. the original plot, but it didn't. It just added too much extra. Yeah, I think I, I think it was a little bit much. There was um you know who I was really freaked out by in this movie and it's very <sighs> small character, but um Sting's daughter played the junkie. Um, oh, that they were trying yeah, to save and, and get back to, yeah. And I just found her so unnerving, like <laughs> she was particularly creepily unnerving. Huh, I in this literally movie. didn't think about her. <laughs> oh, really? I mean, I feel like maybe I had a nightmare about her last night because it was just very <laughs> strange. And I like that scene. Um, I like the scene you're talking about is, where, they're, where they're in. It's Charlie Hunnam's best moment in the movie because other than that, he kind of has to be the yes. straight man for the most part. Charlie Hunnam is great in this. And while I and I saw I did see an, Sons of Anarchy until they killed Opie. And then I was out oh, completely. Didn't look at it again. Show. And I have no idea. yeah, um, <laughs> devastating. And I haven't seen, I know he was in the King Arthur, the Guy Ritchie King Arthur, which might, I might have to go back and, and visit. But um, 
I loved him in this movie. I love that he's he was an OCD character without being super over, overtly OCD. Um, he would just say things off the cuff a little bit. And you're like, oh, that's not weird. Like, take your shoes off before you go in the house. Well, I tell people to take their shoes off before they come into my house. And I'm not OCD. But when you put everything together, you find out that he's just like a, ne- a bit neurotic. Um, and he doesn't overplay it. I mean, he plays it so close. I love it. Um, who else? Who else can I gush on i didn't i didn't love the the guy who was the boss of the hugh grant character i don't know if he was a boss he didn't the feel like editor that to me. eddie i don't like that yeah and he was supposed to be and i get it and they were successful because i don't like, I like him as I an actor didn't... they ne- they never give him his due like in this one he's not in and they did the opening title sequence he's the only like major actor who's not like in the title sequence they do they say oh. he's like the last one they're, they're like with colin farrell and hugh grant and then yeah. they, and then they do the gentleman and then they go eddie marsan and i'm like oh god poor yeah. guy like you do, they do that to him in every movie they just did that to him in um uh what movie was it the the hobbs and shaw he was in, he was like the the, the scientist oh. in that oh. one they did the same thing they didn't oh. include him in the in the main thing even though he's got oh, a part I liked in him that. much better in that yeah well, and you know what? And now that you mentioned the opening sequence, I didn't like that. I didn't like I'm used to movies now just starting. I don't want you to unless it's a James Bond movie where you give me like 12 minutes of story and then you start with whatever song Adele is going to sing. Then I don't want that opening sequence anymore. I just don't want it. I don't. It's kind of smoky and the characters are have like. Are oh, like, I actually I, think that I like that. Me too. I like that choice too. <laughs> No, I don't like that at all. That feels really uh, kind of old school, and it does. I like I it like that. that. He, like it feels I like did it for I'm being transported back to 1999, Guy Ritchie, which I kind of like. <laughs> okay, but 1999 to me was yesterday. I don't really feel like that's a throwback. <laughs> that so, Twenty years ago. Um, <laughs> Twenty one. I, I get that it was 20 years ago, but if you're gonna throw something back, it's got to be to like 1970. That's what a throwback is for me. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I didn't, I didn't appreciate that, but. That I mean, he's got an audience, and I think you guys are probably more his audience, and that's probably something that is okay. Um, characters, though, I really did. I mean, on the whole, I liked him. I didn't talk about Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell was freaking brilliant in this. The way he ran his little squad of, you know, gym goons or whatever they were was pretty fun. Their their outfits were ridiculously spot on. Um that's how things run over there. It's really crazy. Um, I'm giving the characters in this a four and a half. Yeah, it's... Uh, Michelle Dockery was a throwaway. Michelle Dockery was that's, a throwaway. That's all I got to say so about Speaking that. of throwaway, yeah, it sounds like we all kind of have the same... What do we? So what plot do we cut? So we got Mickey... Mickey, Or which side do we cut? Because Mickey and Raymond's one side. Then you got uh, mm. Dry Eye and Matthew Berger are both kind of on the same side, but really they're not at the end. So that we'll call that two and a half right. sides. Uh, and then you got Coach, just like another group of people. So that's like a third thing. Then Fletcher and Big Dave is like a fourth thing. So there's at least four different factions. I don't factions. really get what Colin Farrell's whole team is supposed to be doing. Well, they get kind of get dragged in because those kids break into the 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 lab or like the grow the grow site and they beat they, Yeah, they get hired to do that basically. And they do like their music video where they beat the shit out of the people in, in the in Oh my the god, thing. that's so good. Unexpected too. You think the big goons are going to beat the crap out of them, but no, these kids are like super good no. and then Colin Farrell has they to like deal with them in that fucking chip shop or wherever they are and yeah. <laughs> it's, I know I was not like I, 
I didn't I didn't expect any of that. That was really awesome. So like I guess what I would probably cut down to like cuz I like having their inclusion in here later on. I guess that they are the most ancillary piece, but I like them more than let's let's cut out one of our or let's combine one of our big teams cuz Big Dave, Matthew Berger, Dry Eye and I guess Fletcher are all kind of on the same not Mickey Pearson team yeah. if you had to boil it down to right. two sides. So let's cut I mean, I like Henry Goulding, though I do, but like maybe he maybe he does need that, to go. The story was unnecessary for the rest of it, honestly. Because I like him better than Matthew Berger, Jeremy Strong's character, but he's the big bad for all intents and purposes. He's the one who's trying yes, to buy he has, the thing that has to be there. So he has yeah. to be there. Big Dave. I mean, yeah, I like Eddie Marsan, but like maybe we don't need maybe we don't need him. Maybe it just needs to be Matthew Berger and Fletcher, who yeah, is my favorite character. Big big- I love Fletcher. Flet- I've n- and that's why I asked if if Hugh Grant has ever done things like this because I don't know him in anything other than dramas or romantic comedies and things where he's the straight man i've never seen him i want to say check there's something in the last five years that he's done check it out there's got to be i i remember when he came on i was like i've seen him like this like good because i like, like him this. like this and i th- when i saw the trailer i was like <laughs> that's huge like he was unrecognizable with the with the glass with the, the 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 purple glasses and the the weird scraggly facial hair and and his his accent's so thick in this and it, i could understand him yeah. but like i every time we cut back to him and raymond t- talking i'm like just more of this i i like because I, I know i love that too this they're the best character interactions and uh, yeah i i just have to disagree with nicole fletcher is not annoying he's all he, he he's so spunky and brings so much life into this whole thing and yep. swarmy smarmy marmy he's he's that too Schmarmy. um you know everyone else is just kind of pretty solid across the board coach colin farrell good to see him i always like colin farrell i i've never had a Maybe that one Al Pacino movie he did. I didn't like that. But other than that, he's he's been pretty solid for, for what I've seen him do. Um, yeah, I like these characters. I think I'm at like a... F- what was that? <laughs> no, I'm just... I'm just the- <laughs> <laughs> Nicole's eyes are rolling out of her mouth, basically. <laughs> I'll give him... Just- okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I'll give them a four um, because... Everyone's pretty solid. Yeah, Stockery's throwaway. Um, could have we could have trimmed trimmed the characters down though, and ma- I think it would have made this much tighter, and maybe could have kept Nicole Nicole able to follow yeah, a it. A little easier and to follow. Fletcher's a stand-up, I think that's though. what my problem was. I really do because there's too much to swallow, but none of it really correlates at the right parts for me. Like there's, I don't know. I don't know. Too many people. Okay. Well, the visual and sound. It's a Guy Ritchie film, so there's style. There is always style. Yeah. Um, I, I, well, I'll talk about it when I get to my part. Okay, what do you think of the visual and sound in this? I like this a lot because this is like, um, you know, it's a gritty gangster movie, but it's not overly bloody and gross. I mean, there's gross things like the, you know, the Russian kid's head in the freezer kind of thing, or the whole body, I guess, is in there. Um. Mm. Which you have to pay attention to. That's one of those things you have to pay attention to. Otherwise, you know, there will all of a sudden later on in the movie, there's this body being walked out, and you're like, "Oh, what's happening? How did? Where did this come what from?" What a random like, oh. part! To, what a random time of day to do that. <laughs> like, well, Charlie Hunnam even says that he's like, "You guys could have picked, couldn't have picked a different time. You got could have called first. Right. <laughs> yeah, but that's the reason that they're henchmen and not leaders because they're idiots. You know, I mean, <laughs> these are these are the idiot criminals that don't make it any higher than henchmen. So, which they're charming too. I didn't even mention them as characters. I do like when they're in the scene um, in the flop house with um, 
Sting's daughter. Um, but the way that this is filmed, with the exception, I guess, of the opening that I didn't like. Um, so weird. And once I knew what was happening, once I knew how the story was going to be told, I was really into it. And I liked uh, I like how he films things. It's all very... Uh, there's there's a lot that's done from sort of a lower perspective, I guess. And, and uh, there are even times where he keeps you guessing about what's happening. Um, even when in the beginning, you think Matthew McConaughey is killed in the first few minutes of the movie, but that's not, that's not what happens. Mm-hmm. So I like it. I like everybody's look because everybody who is all the little different factions, although there are too many of them all have their own sort of look about them. Um, mm-hmm. And I like that. I like, and it being called the gentleman, I don't know. I mean, what's a better title? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure that works. I mean, I think it works for Matthew McConaughey and Charlie Hoonam. I don't know that it works for anybody else because otherwise they're just they're just conniving criminals. Yeah, just, just a bunch of dudes. dudes. Well, most dudes. of the bad guys are like you know rich rich guy like Dry Eye and Matthew Berger, Big Dave. They're all like a rich like upscale kind of people. Oh yeah, yeah. This these are not people that you're gonna actually be, you know, at a party. The only like swarm looking characters are Coach and Fletcher, pretty much. I mean, Coach isn't really swarm. Yeah, and even Fletcher, you know, Fletcher, Fletcher's going to all the good parties. He's just the gross guy at the good parties. He's not, (laughs) you know, he's the Harvey Weinstein at the parties. So that's oh, (laughs) and yeah, it was a Miramax film. So when that, you know, I'm like, ooh. Well, this is they do a whole meta right ending here. too, which is an interesting choice. They, yeah, they do. <laughs> Nicole did not enjoy. <laughs> Gag. Well, I don't either, because that kind of put. I mean, it does put a little bit of a. You know, you, you, there's a little thing that you're thinking about when you're watching a movie like this now, and it's like, ugh, I feel a little greasy, having spent my nine dollars at this. So. Well, the wine scenes are all gone. Yeah, There's but... no more. No, Miramax is completely separate now. They're all. Are they though? So, um, yeah. and music wise, I loved all of it. Soundtrack, I love. I think his transitions are really. It could be really tricky in a movie like this because you are going back and forth in, in storytelling. But I think he man he does a really good job at that. Uh, so I'm going to give the uh, visual and sound a four for this movie. What do you got, Nicole? Um, yeah, this is probably going to be my highest grade too. Um, I I did like that opening scene. I thought it was pretty cool. It gave me like <laughs> 70s vibes a little bit, like just a cool action movie. I like that. Um, one of my favorite visuals in this whole movie is Colin Farrell's like plaid <laughs> so good. Suit, track and they're suit. all wearing it. They're all like wearing versions of it, which is amazing. Yeah, he looks really hot. All the people in this movie looked very attractive. They did a really so good job with that the cast. That helps for you. <laughs> I agree with Nicole. I mean, the cast was yeah. was top notch in the looks department. Yeah. This one, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> no i thought that it was all i mean it was really cleanly done you know i can't knock anything off of that it it was pretty you know um (laughs) pretty film it was it it was it was pretty cool i like the uh pot house with all the purple lights on it and made it look really sharp and futuristic it was like i know that's just like what the lights are but it was just a nice Mm -hmm. contrast to the rest of the movie um which had a lot of grays and and darker scenes so i also thought that um all the scenes with fletcher and what's charlie hunnam's guy's name and Raymond, yeah, I liked all the scenes um, shot in his house like yeah. that. It was just really a beautiful house, and um, 
you know, the, the gravity of what they were discussing and put with that scene was just, it was a nice contrast. I like that. The, I liked all the outfits, but that one <laughs> Farrell plaid outfit was awesome. Uh, so I'm going to give the, I'm going to give it a four for that too. Yeah, this is a pretty easy four for me. It's um, some of it's like there's a couple of things in here that are like extra outstanding. Like in the beginning, when when Fletcher's doing his his feel, I like his uh, picture in seventy millimeter, and then it pans out, and it's like the right. it's like old film, and like it's running through. I knew you were gonna like that. Yeah, I do. I do like that stuff. And I and the, the thing about um about uh, uh Guy Ritchie's style is that it's kind of easily biteable. Like in two thousand, Snatch is such a great movie because nothing in two thousand looked like Snatch. Like Snatch is so it's it was just another gangster film, but everything the way you know he he it's a very he's a very smooth director. Everything moves really well, um, and he has a couple right. of those standout things. And then you know here we are twenty years later, and people have been doing that kind of stuff so much. Like he's he might have been one of the first people to do it, but now that everyone does it, it's like. It's kind of just expected. Like it's expected that your style is going to be pretty solid. Like you're, there's going to, it's going to be smooth and slick. And slick is a good, good way yeah, to describe it. Yeah, but he's good thing. at it. He is he's good at good it. But I think a lot of people are good at it now. I don't know if he's the master yeah. anymore. Like I don't know if he's like the top guy anymore. He's just still really good at it, which is good. But that's what yeah. keeps it out of like a four, five, or a five. Is that there's some cool stuff in here, and and it, it's never a weak. His visual style is never a weakness, but um, it's waned as a, as an outstanding strength. It's more of just like a he's still he's still good at it. He's still Expected. he's still got it. Yeah. Um. Also, yeah. Another one thing before we get into uh, residents of feel in those Fletcher Raymond scenes, I, I I like that I didn't get a good grip on who was in charge because there's sometimes sometimes it, like it, Fletcher's like no you need to listen to me right now I'm gonna drop my go- my goofy act for a second and he's, and Charlie Hunnam's like all right all right right but then there's other times where like Fletcher's about to do something ridiculous and, and Charlie Hunnam's like no you can't do that so like they're like they I like the, the the power dynamic is not always clear there and like I have to try to be like yeah you know, who, they're maneuvering around who's who's actually in charge in this situation um but yeah but they clearly know each other well enough to play that game you know i thought that they felt like they were both talking on behalf of whoever their bosses were so they had to take that into consideration because they both know they're not top guys but they're speaking as you know what will be top top guy shit um the residents of feel we're at the we're at the end here i mean I, do we talk about what happens at the end at the final double cross or the final maneuver i guess <laughs> is 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 given to mickey mickey is the victor um he gets dry eye thrown in the freezer so no more dry eye uh he has matthew Berger. he kind of tricked him a little bit into being like um oh like the you i hear some hooligans broke in and that's gonna damage your property and now now you're gonna have uh, investigations coming in and it's gonna be a whole big thing so you're 400 million uh uh empire i think it's only worth like one 130 now and then he does the flip he's like Oh, don't you mean you did 270 million damage to my property? So I think that's what you owe me because the they have the hooligans and then Coach has been on their side because Coach, to pay off the debt to Raymond for fucking with their shit. It's, you know, the, right. po- point being, Mickey wins, Matthew Berger loses, and um, and, hey. Hey, and then uh, we get the, the meta <laughs> ending where Fletcher... Is selling his screenplay to Miramax. We see the man from Uncle poster behind him. That's another Guy Ritchie film. Yeah, and then they get in the Pretty he funny. gets in the taxi outside, and it's Charlie Hunnam driving it, and it's interesting little meta yep. ending choice. But that's that's the that's how it all wraps up. Um, satisfying enough for me. Uh, but for Nicole, what do you think of the Resonance of Feel? <laughs> um, I 
I didn't like the ending <laughs> with the with him walking into the to Miramax to try to sell the thing. I thought that was really corny. Um, I did like the ending prior to that where Matthew McConaughey had his little spiel with with the payment and everything. That was that was interesting. I liked that, and I liked seeing the guy in the freezer and. Um, you know, that ending wrapped up pretty nice for me, but the rest of it was like, oh, come on. <laughs> what the hell is this? Uh, so, I mean, I think I've, I've really given a fair opinion <laughs> into what I thought. It's hard for me to say what my feeling of everything is because I walked out of there really piss poor mad at it because mm-hmm. i just thought as you often stupid. do <laughs> as i often do <laughs> um if we ever recorded talking... right after we see something in the theater you would give everything's like twos yeah <laughs> probably because i didn't have time to die if it wasn't something i absolutely loved i didn't give it the time to digest and actually make an opinion on it rather than just how i felt leaving but after discussing it with you guys, it really wasn't as bad as I thought that it was. <laughs> I've definitely seen worse. <laughs> yes, we have. Oh, and, yeah, we have. <clears throat> excuse me. I also think that a lot of times for me, resonance and feel is all based on when I first see a movie. And watching this after a long day, a long week of work and sitting there for two hours with a woman next to me who's also heavy sighing and... <sighs> like it's definitely gonna sway my opinion like i just that's just how i am so i didn't like it then i really think it's okay now that i'm sitting here talking about it but it's not something that i will remember because it just didn't leave that much of an impact on me that way um so i'm gonna give it a i'm gonna give it a 2.5 for my resonance and feel okay that sounds about right um okay what do you think yeah, I kind of, I mean, I feel the same way about the resonance and feel of it. It's one of those movies that I enjoyed watching and, um, you know, we talked about it a little bit on the way home and I think if it comes on regular TV or whatever, I probably will catch part of it. I don't know that I'll make, make a point to do that, but it does have me thinking about, you know, looking at some, maybe going back and visiting a little bit more of Guy Ritchie's other material, not Aladdin, which is what I did unknowingly. Um, you can see the Sherlock Holmes films. Those look great. I've seen those and I really like, I really enjoy those. Really? Um, that might be something I do. I, I, yeah, they look there's, ridiculous. There's, I, they're not, no, I don't think they're ridiculous what if, at all. What they're if like Sherlock Holmes book. shot people? I don't understand. Like I did just... <laughs> a, It's a comic book version of Sherlock Holmes. Right. And, and I like, you know, I like Robert Downey Jr. and I, I like Jude Law in it, which is not easy for me. I'm not the biggest Jude Law fan, um, unless he's doing like a rom-com situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know that the resonance and feel is going to last long for me. Um, it's not going to prompt me to go back like and finish, you know, Sons of Anarchy or uh, but maybe I'll go back and watch the King. Oh, was it King Arthur? No, King Arthur is he, he did, made a King Arthur. Yeah. Is, yeah, King Arthur, which was like last year or the year before or something like that. I might do that. So, I mean, it does have in that way, it does have some resonance and feel. But I think you nailed it when you said that this is kind of the expectation we have now of these kind of movies. We can't there's not uh, gritty crime gangster movies is are is like the terrible three hour Robert De Niro, whatever. Irishman. Thing that was, 
Yeah, that's this is and, much and, more and enjoyable than the Irish bin. Yeah, you want to talk about retro garbage that you can keep right in the. Dump <laughs> you can argue what's a better before. technical I'll, movie, but this is way more enjoyable. I would rather watch this again for the Irishman any day of the week. <laughs> yeah, I would not argue that's a better technical movie. I can't stand watching people being, you know, that okay. the uh, <laughs> such bad uh, CGI stuff um, pulls me right out, but. I would watch this any day because this is this is I like movies that are, you know, that cross genres. And this is a really, you know, these are gangsters, but it's funny as hell when when that guy gets kicked out or thrown out or however, however, he gets thrown out the window mm-hmm. at the at the junkies house. That's amazing. Just the reaction of, you know, the gym goons when <laughs> there's like the thunk and everyone's like, whoa, I love that. Um, I, yeah. I love that kind of stuff. So, um, having said that, it doesn't. It's not going to have a big resonance and feel for me. I'm probably going to give it a two and a half. I'll give it a three, just because I agree with everything you guys said. But I actually will remember the character of Fletcher. I, it'll make me look at Hugh Grant differently. And I, I that's really he's like your touch point for this, huh? He is. He's the best part of this. This movie goes drops half a star to a, a full star across the board if, if it weren't for him. He's the part. He's the thing that I love in mm. this because um, everything else is solid conventional Guy Ritchie drip crime stuff. But no, I think, uh, I'm trying to think about Yeah, but it's g- starring Charlie Hoonanem and he's pretty awesome. He's good. I mean, I, I don't, there's nothing I've seen him in that he's I hate him hot. in. Yes. I, it's not. What, Nicole, what's, what, what was that? Sorry. He's very hot. <laughs> yes. Quite so. <laughs> very, and in the dapper clothes, I yes. like that. I mean, I thought I liked him as a bad boy, but I like him as a well-dressed bad boy too. A well-dressed yeah. bad boy. Uh, is that my quote? Oh my god! <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. Um, but yeah, it's like a it's like a three. It's it's pretty dispensable, pretty pretty typical fare, but um, a little better than the your average. Uh, a little a little more you're gonna remember than your average crime, you know, drama, comedy, throw throwaway thing. Uh, that's it. That's the <laughs> we're at the end here. Um, the uh, yeah. recommend uh, who we gonna do? I'll do the easier one first. Mama K, would you recommend the gentleman? I'm going to recommend it. I think it's a fun movie to go watch. Um, it's there's there's nothing to be really uh, super wowed at, but it is it is fun to see and good date night movie unless you're sitting next to <sighs> girl like Nicole was. So <laughs> he was also sitting next to that because that was me as well. <laughs> you guys were bouncing off each other. <laughs> <sighs> uh, Let's just go get a drink. Let's forget this and go get a drink. Oh my god. Nicole well, brought one in. All, she was eating Twizzlers and like something else and just it's so annoying. And then I every time I every time I went <sighs> and did my turn and sigh, she did it right after me. So I think she was just copying me. <laughs> so it's actually your fault. Oh. You, you influenced her. <laughs> you said your giant cup of vodka yeah. they gave you there. Giant, oh. my, my my big gulp. Yeah, your big gulp of vodka. <laughs> <laughs> that could be your. Fill the milk carton before ounce. I came in. Oh my god, Nicole, would you recommend the gentleman? Um, uh, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think that it was go watch Aladdin. Uh, yeah, seriously. I mean, it was nice to look at. There's some nice things to look at in this movie yeah um there's some nice things but i can't recommend that to someone who's interested in watching a fun good movie (laughs) that's not really what i thought this was um no it was just kind of boring and bland i feel like i've seen it before and i'd much rather watch aladdin again thought that was (laughs) maybe he should start making more movies that way instead make more big studio pictures Mm. 
I'm going to disagree. Well, you that. like Aladdin. Okay. Oh, he likes the Sherlock Holmes movies. So, yeah, I guess he should move away from doing things he actually likes and just make big studio pictures. Um, I'm not saying I like Sherlock Holmes more than this, but I think I like them equally well. Interesting. Um, yeah, it's like a pretty medium recommend. Um, you could definitely see worse right now. For January, this is like, oof, <laughs> this is a great, great movie it's for gold. January. This is, yeah. It's, I could say it's the best movie I've seen in 2020. So, I mean... Oh, best, best. But have you seen Bad Boys for Life? I've avoided Bad Boys for Life, um, <laughs> like the plague. Uh, yeah, it's it's solid. It's um, nothing, nothing. I wouldn't recommend to the average person. Uh, not great, not special, not even that memorable. But a good. If you're gonna kill two hours, it's a great choice. Great, great choice for to kill in two hours. So, uh, two recommends, one nah from Nicole. Uh, so that's that's the gentleman. Um, yeah, we are we are kicking into the rest of 2020. It's gonna be a while till we get to some quality. We got we got a lot of hurdles to overcome in February. I thought Jan- you guys thought January was rough. We got Gretel and Hansel. We've got Birds of Prey and the fantastic Harley Quinn Freedom Emancipation Act, whatever that title is. Uh, we got Fantasy Island. We got Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, we got Invisible Man. Fantasy Island's going to be dope. What? No. Fantasy Island's going to be dope. <laughs> I said I was looking forward to that. You guys, maybe you three can I'm do worried. a full women's one because all of you are excited, no. and I'm like, okay. No, if you made no. me sit through don't. bullshit like this, you're gonna sit through bullshit like that and have to talk about it. I would rather watch. Yeah, that and I still don't the- understand why we're not. I don't understand why we're not doing Bad Boys for Life. Then how are we hitting Sonic the Hedgehog and not? Because <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog looks especially awful. That looks like really specially bad. Like I, I think there's going to be some bad. Dude, let's just review it right now. We got like five minutes. We got to, we, <laughs> we got to see it, it first. What if, what if it actually turns out to be like an Academy Award quality picture? Jim Carrey in February. Jim Carrey <laughs> up for Best Supporting Actor as Doctor Robot or whatever. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be awful uh, but we will get a good movie in march onward pixar that'll be that'll cleanse the palate of this of this wonderful february we have coming up but if you want to and then and then we have to wait till april <laughs> and then we got some more time yeah no there's a uh, quiet place too yeah. that could be good maybe oh yeah yeah maybe. maybe uh but if you have anything to recommend to us we'll have some slots in between our new theater release pain uh you know Reach out to us on uh, Films with a Woman in My Life on Facebook. Reach out to me individually at Brennan underscore Podhost on Instagram. And if you want to send us an email, it is filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. I've actually gotten some emails since I started saying that in the show. So thank you to those sending those out. We we read them. We appreciate them. We, we, we laugh at a couple of them. Uh, someone else likes the Pew Pew nickname. So thank you for that. Yes. Um, very, very happy to see that. Um, but yeah. Somebody else likes what? The Pew Pew, Pew, Pew nickname. Pew. For Florence Pugh. Oh. For Florence Pugh. Pew Pew. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, some of Florence us. Not a fan some of us have okay. taste here, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, all right. So that was that's the gentleman. That's what we got coming up. Instagram tournament is winding down. We're getting down to the last couple of movies as of this recording. I think we are all still alive with at least two movies, couple movies. So. Yeah, Nicole's hanging that's in there, right. man. She was. I think she might. Uh, she might be. Underdog. She might last longer than you. Your your remaining movies. I don't know. I'm okay. I don't know. I was last pick. I know, I know. But <laughs> I was third pick. I'm, I'm, I've still got good, like half my movies ish. Stop. I'm just very big difference between third pick and last pick. Mm. My third pick's already out though. I'm just saying, like, 
We don't know our yeah, our fan well. base. We don't know some 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 like six round pick or six round picture still hanging on there. So, uh, thank you guys for being on for the gentleman. Yes, you're welcome. Until next time, this is Brennan signing off. Saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave a review as it helps more people find the show. Like us on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life. Follow us on Twitter at Films Women Pod. And check out our website, filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. That's filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.